The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. The week began with Charlie Creswell and Pascal Strout putting pen to paper on new contracts. Pascal can now cancel that offer of the starring role in an updated version of An American Werewolf in London, with Charlie saying he's over the moon. It's a testament to the current ownership that Leeds Fans United has been, in the main, momentarily forgotten. But this week, five years on from their founding, the group are offering a loss to investors who can collect 90% of their investment if they wish. It's understandable. The Chilino era took at least 10% out of most of us. In a further twist to 2020, Leeds announced a partnership with Jay-Z. And I have only one thing to say about this. Lads, hit the music. (laughs) We were down in League One. Now we're in the Premier. Every day and everywhere. Matching on together. Cursing David Ellery, lit line up for Gravely's, took it to the Peacock, sipping on a Tetley's. Is that Colin Wanker flicking through Pornhub? Maybe Patrick Bamford should have got more love. Check out Victor Orta looking through binoculars at Fat Rooney, hiring up the Derby. No, I need autotune. His career is over soon, but that's just karma for shitting in our changing room. And what the fuck is VAR? And who the fuck is Cantona? And what do we think of shit? Wank, wank, wank. Shout out to Slunglow, running that food round. All elves repping for more than a pound. Tattoo 3313. I could tip a referee. Tell me about my attitude, that my heart's definitely in beasted. <laughs> Bielsa Ball is what dreams are made of. There's nothing he can't do. Now you're in beasted. You'll get a pie and a brew. This team will inspire you. Now you're in Beeston, Beeston, Beeston. It's our Christmas single available on iTunes December the 20th. It's enough from me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Simon. (laughs) Leeds drew at home to Arsenal in a game where the framework won man of the match. Our fate was sealed. When Arsenal went down to 10 men, the only honourable thing to do was give them a point. Cock claimed the team had tried everything to score. We begged to differ. It was a wrench to give away our patented meat stick technique. We're looking forward to it making the difference in the upcoming fixtures. The under-23s fielding a side which included at times Rodrigo, Pervedo, Roberts and Costa clawed back from 1-0 behind to win 2-1 and move level on points at the top of the Premier League 2 Division 2. And in non-Leeds related news, Jack Grealish was caught diving. Um, driving. Recklessly. It's the only thing he won't go down for. <laughs> Derby's rich new owners have sent uh, waves of terror across the other championship sides as they appoint Steve McLaren as technical director. Still, it could be worse they could have made Wayne Rooney manager. (laughs) Jurgen Klopp becomes more endearing by the week as he laid into broadcasters. Tell us about it, Jurgen. We've been singing about Sky for years, pal. And the government unveiled their plan to phase back supporters into football grounds. We're hoping it doesn't all end in tears. 
My name's Adonis, you know me as the Adelites on Twitter and joining me and us to discuss all of this and more is our man of the post, Ross. Hello. And our resident Riot Badger, Smallface Merchant, Alex. Hello. How are we all? Yeah, Good. not too bad, not too bad. I apologise for my singing. <laughs> I loved it. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's a fair few more lyrics than I thought you would have got, to be fair. Yeah. The whole rap, everything. Got slung low in there, fantastic. Shitting in the changing rooms. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it took me on a journey of beast and did that. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it could have been better. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Can't wait but Jay Z, what's that all about? It's a bit weird. Yeah, it's. I've, I'm trying to make sense of it. I think it is just a brand awareness deal. I think we are paying them to build our PR in um, other markets, such as North America, mm. Leeds United, mm. um, and we are instead of us saying we're paying somebody to make us look better, we're saying we're in partnership with Jay Z, which sounds a bit better. Um, Solid. Right, Solid. I'd say he's got a fair few more followers than uh, than we do. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah, most likely. But most can likely. you imagine getting into debates with American fans who've never heard of the brand? It's like, oh, I, I subscribe to Tidal, big Jay Z fan, and who's this Leeds United? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Bamford. <laughs> Go lead soccer team. You're my favorite. <laughs> I am. I am sorry to all of the uh, all of the listeners in the US. We it's our second biggest audience, to be fair. So we should probably stop taking the piss out of them. Maybe they were here for the Trump jokes. Yeah, comfort, comfort, Jay Z. Stay for Legion United. Stay for Patrick Bamford. <laughs> stay for your meat sticks. Um, but I mean, there was some talk of Alioski going to Eurovision, so I'm quite excited to hear the Jay Z Alioski duet. Christmas number one. He does the look like a Eurovision contestant. Uh, yeah, imagine the chaos he could cause across the Eurovision Song Contest. He's got imagine him on top him. of the pops. <laughs> climbing the walls. <laughs> taking his shirt off and swinging it round. Christmas top of the pops. Just hearing him scream over the mime trap. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so Ross uh, didn't see you. I didn't see you either, Alex, on the match review. So how did you, um, how did you find that Arsenal game? Frustrating. Uh, I didn't see us winning it at all. Um, like we had all the chances, and it was just like, oh yeah, you're gonna hit the post again. And I had, I had ten quid on uh, Rafinha to score and Lee's to win. And when he hit the crossbar, I threw my glasses across the room <laughs> like a very well-adjusted adult. And then went, I need them to see. So <laughs> crawled along the carpet, picked them back up, put them back on, and continued watching the game. So I probably want good value for the the post match anyway. So. <laughs> I thought that we played incredibly, incredibly well and we were just unlucky. Like, we never play well against 10 men. I don't think, I think it's something no. we actually practice, maybe, because it'd be a weird thing to practice. But No, I was saying at the time, like, it used to be that, oh, they're down at 10 men, we'll definitely win now. And now it's, oh, they're down at 10 men, they're going to stack everybody behind the ball, we're never yeah. going to win this. So yeah. we don't score from corners and we don't beat 10 men. <laughs> it's a good job we're good at other things, isn't it? Because we're pretty screwed up always. But yeah, they're into <laughs> That ends thought, my audition for all stats, aren't we? <laughs> I thought we were really good. I thought Cooper looked a little bit shaky at times. Um, a little bit of League One league creeping in here and there, but just having Phillips back is it changes the entire way we play. And he's such a 
pivotal part of our team. When he went down with that knee injury, I thought, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit it. The season's done, basically, because I thought that looked really bad, but it seems to have just run it off. I I want to know what's in the physio's bag, because sometimes I wake up and feel like shit. I'd like a shot of that stuff, Yeah, because he was fine. He looked like he was basically (laughs) ready to retire, and then he goes offline, and goes off the line, and then comes back on, and he's absolutely fine, and bosses the rest of the game. Yeah, I'll ask it's adrenaline, that. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Injects it into me meat Pure stick. adrenaline. <laughs> Is that from fear, fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? And I think it's in mm. they take it straight from the adrenal gland of a of a living of a living being. Yeah. I don't think that's Pretty sure that's what it is. Definitely not vegan. Comes back on the pitch, eyes going everywhere, <laughs> itching and shit. <laughs> and that's just Alyaski. <laughs> <laughs> he had an interesting game, didn't he? He was uh he was up and down that wing and in people's faces doing Alioski things. Yeah, literally in people's faces. <laughs> I mean, he's the biggest shit house in here. I love him. He's brilliant. My mate said in uh, my man on the post group chat, they said, oh, have, uh, has Alioski made a meal of that? I said, well, he has, but Pepe's been stupid to pick on the one man that he really shouldn't do in that Leeds team. But you should know what Alioski's like by now. Like He should have been uh, given a heads up about what would happen if you get near him and how he's going to wind you up throughout the game. I think most of his Leeds I mean, team don't like him too much. Yeah. People aren't used to it, are they? I mean, imagine if imagine if you walk you walked out of your house, so you've woken up, right? You've got dressed, you you close the front door, you're off to work. You turn around, there's Alioski in your face, <laughs> trying to hold your hand and screaming at you. <laughs> just, just making like raptor noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's what raptor sounds like. He's following you around all day, all fucking day. How long? How long does it take before you headbutt him? Yeah, not long. <laughs> I mean, one minutes probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he's done well to uh, to last that <laughs> one, Pepe. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> I know plenty of people who would have twatted him far <laughs> sooner. Yeah, I quite like him starting at left back, given um, the, the kind of new look midfield almost with uh, Rafinha starting on the right and Harrison and Dallas kind of interchanging on the left. I thought Dallas was really good. He got better as the game gone, uh, went on as well. Rafinha started really well as well. Um, I think he's stuck a place now to replace Costa. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a shame because I think Costa has got his place in the team and I think he's a good player. But um, yeah, Rafinha's next level. He really is. When him and yeah. uh, Rodrigo um, are both on the pitch together, things look like they're going to happen. They're both looking to just yeah. take that shot or try and play that killer ball. And I just want to see them play together a lot more. Exactly what I was going to say. I mean, there, there were very few players on our team who had a you could pick out to say they had a bad game. Yeah. I'd I'd say Cock wasn't wasn't great with his passes. A lot seemed to go astray. I don't know the percentage, but it's never that low because you know being at the back, he's always just playing these horizontal passes to uh, to Phillips and Cooper, yeah. so that increases his um, pass success rate, which is another stat that. I, I don't don't particularly think is particularly useful. No, um, but apart from uh, apart from that, I think everybody pretty much played well. On a, another day, I said it on the match review, we'd have won by twenty goals. Yeah, it was this that half time that we've had the most attempts on goal of any team this season in any game this season? That's that just shows how dominant we were, and just even more dominant when they went out to ten men. Also on Pervader, how did we get him for free? How has that happened? Because he looks like he can change the game every time he comes on. Yeah. He's yeah. just so, like, head down, run towards the goal. And his crosses actually look to find people, which is something that a lot of our wingers don't actually do. I mean, have we made Arsenal look bad? Or have Arsenal made us look 
incredible. I think Arsenal are I don't terrible. Know. Yeah. Right. But how did that happen? I think um, Arteta's getting away with it because of Ollie's at the wheel and he's making them look so shit that it's, he's kind of sneaking under the radar. But Arsenal look like a team that are in transition between not being a top 10 team and not kind of struggling at the bottom of the table. They're just, they're just lost, I think. There's no drive at all from them to even score a goal. They had that one break, didn't they, where Melier saved the one-on-one. Mm. That was it. He did well there as well. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. They're shit, aren't they? But what happened? I mean, they won the FA Cup. They did all right. They're in the Europa League, so they must have not have done too bad last season. I don't know. I just don't understand what's happened to them. I, not the same team. I thought they were good. I thought I they were big six. for like 15 years, so they were great last time I saw them play yeah. regularly. <laughs> now they're just awful. Mm. Okay. Um, Jurgen Klopp has complained again. Justified? Interesting to talk about? No? Move on? Okay, great. What's he complained about? Yeah, what's his complaint? I've, I've not seen this. You've not seen it? No. He said that uh, if they are forced to play Wednesday to Saturday oh, for the right. rest of the season, they won't be able to field 11 players yeah. by the end. If only they had a youth system that had about 400 players in it that they could call up. They'd be fucked yeah, in the I championship. Know, right? Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I saw Lampard running about this as well at the weekend. Like he's got strikers like Oliver Giroud, who's played four sub appearances this season, yet still moaning that his squad isn't big enough and they haven't played too many games. You, you've taken the TV company's money, you've taken the Premier League money and all this money, you, you've got to play the games. It's as simple as that. You can't have it both ways. These are tactical complaints, aren't they? They're, trying, they're, they're not as uh, put out as they're saying they just want to gain an advantage and they just want to try the best they can to get that advantage. That's all it is. Do you ever do, you ever do that? Do you ever put out statements? That you don't mean just to try and get an advantage. That's all. Um, I really like Play comic sounds. Um, no, I've never <laughs> said that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I really want to stop my subscription with Virgin Media. I don't like your broadband; it's too slow. Oh, twenty percent off. Yeah, I'll take that. Please, thank you. Yeah, I've definitely put statements out to get what I want. <laughs> I think it just make you love Bielsa even more, because he never says anything about like this, does he? He just goes about his business and just gets on with it. And if we have to play kids, we play kids. It's football. It's what happens. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't mention anything he can't control, does he? It's it's always no. up to the authorities. He's he's an ex-level of human being, isn't he? I mean, that that sounds a bit like a, a bit of an overstatement, but he, he is. like he's, he's on a different sort of level. It's, he's quite pure in his opinions of football, so... It's, if it's the rule, it's the rule. Like the whole thing with Spygate is, you know, he didn't realise it was a rule. It wasn't a rule. He didn't realise that it offended people. So he apologised. Well, he didn't apologise for it. He admitted that he did it and then paid the fine and went, okay, cool. Um, we won't do it again. Like, whereas everybody else will be stating the case and it's like, oh, how I'm not guilty. And you know, in my country, we do this. And yeah, it's, there was no press press conference like that. There was a press conference where he basically listed out everybody's tactics for the rest of the season. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I would have done that. No, I don't think so. No, it's just the big clubs can just shut the fuck up. Liverpool have got seven first team strikers, uh, thirteen first team midfielders, and twelve first team defenders, and four first team goalkeepers. You will have eleven players to play every game this season. So just stop mm. fucking moaning. Yeah. Okay. So Jurgen, Jurgen, good point about the broadcasters. As we all know, <laughs> some of them are fucking shit. <laughs> but rein it in a bit, mate. Okay, um, the government unveiled their plan to bring back supporters. I don't think that's going to affect Leeds, is it? No. no. We're, we're going to be three. 
We're going to put in tier three. Yeah. Because we're north of Watford and they can't separate out, separate out cities. So we are lumped in, I think, uh, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're lumped in with Yorkshire, the Humber and the northeast. But just you know that small section of the country, <laughs> the entire um, north, and you know it's not like there's a disparity in infection rates across you know even between Leeds and Wakefield and Bradford. I mean Leeds, the R rate is well below, well not well below, but it is below one. Um, infection rates are, are dropping. How we're putting to tier three is unreal. Mm. Don't get it. As if as if the biggest county in the country wasn't enough. Yeah, they had to make the area bigger. Yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> It just strikes them not wanting to do the extra work and like separate the the, the, the cities and the, 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 that sort of stuff that where the R rates are nice and low. It, it's, yeah, the south's fine. North, no, you can kind of it. The Tories not wanting to do something. <laughs> the Tories disrespecting the north. Surely not. <laughs> no, no. No, I've been the south. Right, Ross, come on. <laughs> Sorry. You can just imagine Boris like, you can still have your coal and things that you normally have. You just have to stay in home. That's all you need to do. Whiff laugh. Letterboxes. Right then, um, Jack Grealish. This Prick. is pissing me off now because I, I feel like footballers are put into a special bracket where the normal rules don't apply. Yeah. And if it was just a normal person or certainly like a minority who it's like statistics would tell you that there is some institutionalized racism going on there in terms of how they're treated by the authorities. It seems like the footballers get away with anything. Yep. Yeah, they do. Celebrities in general do. If you're in the public eye, you seem to get um, the benefit of the doubt because the media have skewed the case against you so that you can't go to court because there's been too much reported in the media about the arrest, blah, 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 and not got a case dropped. You're busting Ross here. This is his whole reason for trying to be on this podcast to become a celebrity <laughs> figure so he can get away with all the things he's already done. Look at him. Oh, I'm busted. Sorry. Guilty as fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that guy, Badger. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if, damn if, you, Grealish. If any of us would have done what he's done, we would have lost our license at the very least. He's already got six points on his license for a speeding offence. Um, but yeah, why isn't he? Why hasn't he immediately lost his license uh, yeah. without those six points as well? It's ridiculous. Because he needs it to work, probably. Lock him up. You no, know, because he'll be he'll be attacked by Birmingham fans on his way to work. <laughs> Get him in jail. Throw him in there. But what gets me about this though is that um and Leeds fans are guilty of this as well. If I think if we were in the same situation, they just defend him. Yeah. Like Oh, well, he's just triggered you. You know, he's living in your head, red free. No, come on. He's broken he's actually broken the law. <laughs> like, can you not be um, objective about a player just because he plays for your team? Uh, yeah. You know, we see the same stuff with Kiko. We don't have to go over that. But it's that whole tribalistic thing of um, not finding fault and in politics as well. So that's why people justify what Boris does. Is, oh, yeah, you know, Boris, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's done that. You know, Dominic Cummings is just living in your head, rent free. And, you know, he's not going to go. Oh, God. <laughs> I <Yeah>. give up. <laughs> yeah, twenty-six sexual allegations against uh, Donald Trump. Oh, he's he's just a he's just a bloke. He's just a, yeah. a man telling the truth. He's just it? like us. Yeah. <laughs> he says what we want to say. <laughs> yeah, that bloke with a gold lift and a personal <laughs> helicopter is just like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On um, Grealish as well, the football needs to calm the fuck down. Football Weekly, we mentioned him. He's playing his way into being 
part of the World Eleven right now as well. I mean, has he, has he done that much? No. No, I don't think so. It's just the zeitgeist, isn't it? Everybody wants to be the hipster and say that uh, Grealish is the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I mean, better with Bryce Hampton. No, Danny Ings ain't getting mentioned as part of the World Eleven. <laughs> What's the last? So last, like our Robin Fritz team from last year's World Eleven, right? So Alison in goal, yeah. Van Dijk, uh, Matthias De Light, centre back, Sergio Ramos and Marcelo. Fine. Um, Eden Hazard, Frankie De Jong, Luka Modric, Leo Messi, Kylian Mbappe, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Where the fuck does Grealish get anywhere near that? <laughs> to be fair, he's knocking on the door of the Messi role, isn't he? Really? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, I mean, maybe a third. World Eleven, yeah, possibly. Yeah, World no, Eleven C team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's into to the England first team if everybody's fit and on form. No, he does some stuff that makes me think he's a good player, but I don't think he's as good as people make out. It's that whole thing of British exceptionalism because he's an English player. Mm. They've got mm. this idea that he's fantastic. If he was, mm. yeah, if he had a a foreign sounding surname, I don't think anybody would be that bothered. They won't be singing his praises like they are now. And he'd be departed because he's, he's got a driving offence. Coming over here, <laughs> drinking beer and driving. Yeah, Send yeah, back. totally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the uh, that's the thing, isn't it? He wouldn't be able to, if he was French or... Uh, he just wouldn't be getting away with it if he wasn't British. Yeah. If he wasn't it. the darling of uh, Villa Park. Okay. And um, Leeds fans United, should we talk about that? Is that interesting? Yeah, it can do. I mean, it's uh, a brief overview if nobody's listened to this before and knows what it is. But basically, uh, Leeds Fans United was uh, formed to buy a share in the club. Uh, it was back in the Chilino era and we all tried to put money in to try and buy a share in the club. And the minimum that you could put in was £100. So not a lot of, you know, not a small amount of money, especially now in, in COVID times. And we were offered as a community, um, a share in the club by Chilino. And it all went into overdrive and we tried to buy it. And then he went, ah, no, I don't sell the club. And we didn't, he didn't sell it to us. So then this this kind of pot of money just stayed there. And it's, it, the whole idea was to buy a share in the club. Rajazani came in and then it kind of was a stable ownership. It's like, do we really need fan ownership now? Do we need a fan on the board to, you know, what value does this do? So it kind of has drag on, drag on. We were all given an opportunity to take our money back out, minus 10%, uh, which had a, a certain expiry period on it. I missed it. Uh, and then they've given us a second one now to pull out. So I've submitted my form today because 90 quid would be very useful for me to right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So because their, their idea was, and I don't want to reveal too much of the plan, but it was instead of buying a stake in the club that they were going to um, put it into a tangible improvement in the club facilities. And then the name would be put towards that. Um I don't think that's not what I invested for. I invested to to buy the buy the club. Um, I wanted I wanted my hundred quid to deem that I was in the boardroom when we played Man United when we got promoted. Uh, slight delusions of grandeur, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at the moment. So they're giving us another chance. We got until the fourth of January. Uh, got to fill the form in, which asks for your inside leg, um, um, what kind of mood you were in when you bought the shares. Um, you know what shampoo we were using at the time. And once you've gathered that information, send it off and they should get the refund. I don't know how I get it, but I will keep you informed. <laughs> Probably, Probably not post orders. <laughs> okay, so that was Leeds Fans United. And I've run out of talking points. Cool. <laughs> Good night, lads. <laughs>
Anybody anybody got anything uh, that they noticed this this week? Oh, well, we can talk about the vaccines. Um, we are now seeing that we have uh, Oxford have a seventy percent effective uh, vaccine on first test, and when they realise that if you administer it in a lower dose, uh, it can get you up to ninety percent. Um, effectiveness of course the media have just grabbed onto that 70 percent and gone that's not good enough so and then the conspiracy theorists are like it's got a chip in it it's gonna kill me it's gonna invade my brain <laughs> so we're gonna be stuck in this for the rest of our lives yep so yeah the anti-vaxxers what we're in front of yep so we won't ever get back to Ellen road i'll never see it again uh marcelo bielsa will have left um, oh, Jani Olioski will have finally <laughs> transitioned into being an actual grouse. Player and, manager. Yep. <laughs> Could you imagine Alioski player manager? <laughs> so, Mr. Alioski, uh, a one more draw today. How did you? <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we now have two members of the band The Light Show who you uh, may recognize. Just screamed at. Oh. <laughs> Our uh, opening um, theme tune, and uh, I believe we're joined by Charlie and Jack. Hi, fellas. Evening. Yeah, you all right? Well, you all right, fellas? How's it going? How's lockdown going? Uh, you know, <laughs> not as painful as the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not as bad as the first. Never as painful after you're not a virgin anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Correct, yeah. They broke us in in March, which I heard, but, you know, bring it on. <laughs> oh. but no, normally with that you want to do it again <laughs> I don't want to do this a second time yeah, I think my lockdown yeah. hymen grew back yeah. so I don't really <laughs> want to do this second time there is something uh, about that closing up after six months isn't there I'll, I'll tell you if you want oh, you I don't know how deep we should, we should get into this though. how deep is your hymen uh, yeah, well, you've you got to put your, the image together for the podcast now. this is as deep in this as you want Okay, and what's it like being in a band during lockdown? Are you? Are you? Can you rehearse together? What's the, What's the go with that? Um, no, not really. No. <laughs> not legally. Nice. No, like we've we've tried to do a bit of writing, so uh, obviously we can't. There's no gigging, no practicing, not none of that stuff. So we've written a couple of songs over Zoom, which just been difficult because you've got the you've got the time lapse. So. Yeah. It's been a bit of a nightmare, but we, we did manage to get a few songs written. And then in August, when it uh, when it eased off a bit, we recorded three of them. And one of them is uh, called Not Because of You, which is out on Friday. So it's been difficult, but you just got to do what you can. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and just from our jobs as well, the availability on an, on an evening is just mad now because... Like sing as a teacher, he's just he's just stacked constantly. Like he can't even get hold of him half the time. He's just he's just mental. He's like that normally, though. To be fair, he is like that normally. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that's not a symptom of the lockdown. So, who who are you guys? What do you play? Um, and um, yeah, how long you been in the band? Tell us about it. I guess a lot of people wouldn't know um, your uh, personal private details. You can also give your uh, credit card numbers and maiden names. <laughs> Inside leg, you might get a refund from LFU. <laughs> yeah, you might get signed uh, up by Bielsa. I'll let you go first. You're the oldest. Oh me? Well, I, I'm Jack, and I'm not 
Lucy Robinson, as it says on my uh, <laughs> on the screen there. That's Mrs. Uh, be, on a Zoom account by accident. You can be whoever you want to be, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Don't be it's shy. 2020. You do what you want. <laughs> We're very inclusive here. I'm uh, I'm the guitarist um, and minimal backing vocals. If anything needs shouting, I'll do some shouting. <laughs> Nothing in tune if if it can be helped. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> Your most important job is uh, when when Jake, the frontman's tuning up. Jack has, Jack has a little bit of patter with the crowd and yeah, you know, shit dad jokes. That's, that's if it. anything, he's stealing my brand. If anything, it's too much. It's a legal battle coming on here. <laughs> yeah. So while while Jake's tuning up, uh, uh, or starting something out I, I just can't resist if there's a mic in front of me I'm going to talk some absolute nonsense that's what happened. that's what happened yeah it got me into trouble did that um, yeah I'll tell that story one day <laughs> I feel like you got to tell it now sure yeah what have you done come on yeah, fess up really briefly so we were playing Newcastle and it was the day that John Peel had died so we got to the uh, the section of the the set and it was probably a similar thing, like the singer was sorting something out and there was a mic in front of me, so I went, hi. Uh, so I said, all right, um, we all lost somebody. The music scene lost somebody really important today. Uh, so John Peel, and got a little rip of applause. So I said, I'd like to dedicate this next song to, to John. Something close to him, it's called Praying for a Heart Attack. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and instantly felt like an absolute dick. But <laughs> the, the opportunity was just there to do it. And that's why I no longer play live. How was the reaction to that? Did you get a bit of- oh, we got a review. The review was fantastic. Probably similar to the podcast sort of reviews. Um, <laughs> enjoyed the band, enjoyed the show, but the reference to John Peel was uh, crass and heartless. <laughs> 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 a lot of time passed now though. I think you can get away with it <laughs> that's better than the uh, first review mine Charlie's band first ever had okay, what, what was it it was a few years ago and it was like uh, so started with some rocking romping beats but soon become a soon became a bland echo of the 80s <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a different band it was a different <laughs> band yeah, yeah I'm going to say I don't get that with you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm the drummer you're the weird one then well yeah i'm not going to deny that but usually drummers are the unreliable ones and and in in this band it's kind of the other way around isn't it like me and you are fairly reliable and jake the singer's the uh turns up late all the time and well i'd at least expect the drummer to be on time Uh, yeah, me and Jack, like, we knew, know each other from school, so, like, we met when we were, like, 10, 11. We yeah. had a few bands at school together and whatever, and then... Uh, what school do you go to? Woodhouse in Leeds. Woodhouse, yeah. Yeah, do you know um, that? I, I've, my mum's from, from that area, actually. Oh. My, my mum's side of the family was from, from Woodhouse. Um, nice. What, what classes did you have? A few of them, weren't we? Jack was always down near the bottom in the bottom set, weren't you, Jack? Oh, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Get a grip. I was right. I was right up at the top. You were copying me. <laughs> I was letting you. So go on then. Who out of the band is the one that goes missing at Lord Out? Who who doesn't carry shit? 
He's always one. Yeah, he's a good talker, isn't he? <laughs> he's, yeah. He can get he can get uh yeah, can get caught up in a in a conversation. If he meets yeah. someone you've met for a minute before, he'll have yeah. a good chat with him. As soon as anything needs carrying a singer will always find somebody to talk to. <laughs> I don't think it's a, it's an avoidance thing. I just think he can't not have a chat with somebody he knows. Oh, you're being nice, but it is. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 guys, guys, have you brought it all in? Oh, sorry. <laughs> every time we're loading out, every gig, I, I, I say to myself, like, why the fuck did I decide to play with drums? Play drums. <laughs> what a massive error that was. Mm. Yeah. I sometimes wish I'd have done violin or, like, flute or something, <laughs> you know, that fits in the Trying. case. Harmonica. Uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, we, we've been in a few bands together, and then... When when did Light Show get together? 2017. 2017. Um, there's this thing called joinmyband.com and it's a bit like Tinder for bands. <laughs> so, so me and Jack needed a front band and a bass player and we found them through there. So nice. Um how yeah. does it work then? You 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 look at a profile and, and it's somebody doing some singing or something and they're like, ah, and you're like, oh, fuck no, no, swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> uh, does it work like that? No, it's, For us, it was the other way around, wasn't it? We put up like what we wanted to play. Was it? Was yeah, it? yeah. Basically, it's, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? What your interests are and like what your yeah, what kind of music you wanted to play. And, yeah, so we found Jake, and then he he turned up, then he and played a song called Shotgun to us, which was which is the first song <laughs> we ended up recording. Um, I think we had to pick. We picked a song to like. You, a good thing to do is play covers on your first practice together. So we picked Supersonic by Oasis, and he picked Dancing Shoes by Attic Monkey. So we played them two, and then he played us. It was just sound on it from yeah, the off. yeah, just fit really well with what what kind of thing we wanted to we wanted to. Pre- do. We pretty much got that song nailed in the first practice, and then from there we just like we were basically doing a song of practice from from that point yeah and then it was just nailing them down and finding a basis someone is someone eating their dinner in in the background jack (laughs) (laughs) hi enjoy that's that's lucy that's it hi lucy (laughs) how are you (laughs) all right she's all right Having some uh, some veggie noodles. All right. Well, uh, bon appetit. Is it clinking on the uh, fork? Yep. I thought she was going to give a speech. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> all right. No, she. That's no. not true. It's not true. No, she does. Very small. <laughs> very small. It's absolutely average at best. <laughs> we'll take that. That's a good review for us. Yeah. That's yeah. A review so far. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Better than a blonde echo of the eighties, isn't it? You can't give you can't give two and a half stars. Start seeing on Two or three, come on, we need to know. So, what's the what's the future plans? Uh, is there is there a, another album coming out? What's happening? So we got we got these songs recorded after the first lockdown, and um, we also did a, a couple of demos at the uh, at the bassist's house. He's got a load of recording gear, so we could we could just go around and, and we had these we had like yeah five songs ready to go. So we thought well, we'll get we'll get all five of them demoed, and then the three we like best will get recorded in in this session. So I think we're gonna we've got not because of you coming out next week. And then I think throughout next year, the plan is if we can't get in to record again, we'll just record. We just um, put them out steadily once every 
few months. Um, and if it gets to, we still can't record. We'll, we'll, we'll stick those demos out because the the pretty the, the decent songs ideally we'd record them properly. But we've we've got we've got things in the canon that we can we can put out. But that, that's that's literally all we can plan for. Right? Is there is there a, some form of writing process? Do you all sort of sit in a dark room and and, and eat some mushrooms or something like? <laughs> I wish you were that rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put put the incense on. Get the get the cuddly. <laughs> Cuddly toys out. <laughs> Charlie and Jake are the main writers. I'll let him take that one. Yeah, so it's like usually it can come at it from sort of any any angle. Sometimes it's like the like a riff, or sometimes it'll be written on a guitar first without any lyrics. Sometimes the lyrics get written first, and then you put the music to it. Sometimes you'll have a melody in the lyrics, and um, it's quite a, like a, it's quite a, an inclusive process for the whole band. To be fair, yeah, it's not yeah. like. Uh, one band, uh, one member writes everything, and then everybody else just sort of plays what he tells you kind of thing. It's everybody, everybody writes their own bit, and it comes together like that. So, and yeah, I mean, we do quite a lot of writing, and on like only a few of them ever. So we, we decide they're good enough. We'll play them a few times in practice, and maybe record a demo, and then see whether we like it or not. You know, it, it's it's quite telling if you can remember it without having to remind yourself in like. Yeah. The third or fourth practice, you know, you know, you're on to something. If you, yeah. if you have to remind yourself every time, it's like, right, maybe it's maybe it's not the one. <laughs> I, I do like quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of writing when I'm I'm just nodding off to sleep at night, and it'll like something will come into my head, and then I can't be asked to write it down or like I'll, I'll record it into my phone, but I can't be asked to do that because I'm nodding off. So like my test is like if I wake up in the morning I can remember it and then it might go somewhere if I've forgotten it in the morning then it would shit anyway so. <laughs> good show good show <laughs> yeah it, ten- it tends to be like Jake has an idea he'll just put a skeleton recording together and send it to the rest of us and we can have a think about it before the next practice or whatever or if like Theo the bassist or if I have a melody idea or a riff idea or whatever we'll record it send it to Jake and he can get this idea a bit more fleshed out get the skeleton together and then we all work on it there and charlie's got these got a little black book full of lyrics so everyone everyone's having little bits nice. right um so rather than like uh the band bringing in the instruments and taking them away i've been doing the heavy lifting in this interview so far so fucking come on ross come on alex pull your fucking <laughs> finger out how much, how much of an honour is it for you to be the theme tune to the uh, 675th best Leeds podcast? <laughs> they're, they're only on this to promote, so the what so is. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Let's all laugh and pretend it's not true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Gene. No, we appreciate it. You know, it's great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I'm just scared because I recorded an accordion version of it. <laughs> The, the time that we took the piss out of the French. Uh, so I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> it, it was done with love. So If you ever do a tour in France, I just can send you that. And you can, uh... That's so good. I love you to join us on stage sometime, but you're not allowed anywhere near the microphone. Oh no, it's definitely not. I, I've calmed down now. That I was 17 or 18 at the time. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you're like stepping up to the microphone after all these years and you're, and you're in your head you say, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. You get up there and you're like, John Beale, up! Oh, Has anybody else still got one of these? I have, yeah. Unopened. And the tab isn't out of it because I can't stand listening to it. <laughs> 
nice. That's it. Very nice. So, so are you all uh, lead supporters then in the band, or is there is there a standout? Yeah, have you got a scummer among your ranks? No, no. Is it no. you, Jack? You're a scum fan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No, me, me, me and Jolly Leeds fans, uh, we, we're, we're trying to trying to coax Jake into it. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's too into football in, in general. We're coaxing him into it. We've, we've forced him. What game did we take him to? Well, we just went to the box, didn't we, to watch it? We oh, been... yeah. Yeah, we missed a penalty. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I can't I remember. remember but... yeah. could, that could be any number of games, couldn't it? <laughs> we missed, I think... missed penalty late on, like, fucking 10 minutes to go or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. When we, when we get penalties, we usually miss them, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember, but he enjoyed it. I think he'd be, I think yeah. he'd be uh, going to... Uh, to he had a lovely day out. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great time. Got him an ice cream. Should have seen his little eyes light up. We kept saying we need to take him to a game because he had a he had a really distinctive haircut. I don't know if you've seen the photos of him. He had like the proper well, well-end haircut. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got rid of it now. Which is actually for the better now that now that we now that we can look back in hindsight. Mm. But we wish we yeah we should taken him because he's so recognisable with that haircut. Well, I, I can't say much because I'm doing November, so can't say much about style styles. And these two don't have any hair, so they can't oh, say no. out about that either. Oh, I'm just about any hairstyle. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <sighs> My hairstyle's so futuristic you just can't see it anymore. all right so um where can people find you i guess is the question yeah what's your myspace address lads yeah (laughs) yes gentlemen and your myspace please yeah myspace Uh, what was it was it b-boy that was another good one yeah no all the usual places you know uh spotify apple music uh soundcloud youtube check out that that haircut on jake he's all there (laughs) Should mention Theo as well. I don't think he's got a mention yet, has he? Our bass player's called Theo. I don't know. Oh, bless him. Yeah, we, 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 well, that's oh, why we know, yeah, all our demos. I think. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. In terms of football, didn't he? Did he work at Burnley Football Club for a bit? He might Burnley. Done, yeah. yeah. He, he they they live out by in Todmorden down that way. What did he do to deserve that? <laughs> <laughs> what crime did he commit? <laughs> God knows. Uh, well. It's generally easy to forget about bass players, isn't it? So worry about that. Sorry, sorry about that, Theo. He's the best one in the band, to be fair. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely the most talented. He can he can play he can all the, all, all our instruments better than us. <laughs> 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 he does backing as well, doesn't he? It's quite a yeah. Tune backing vocal, which is always good from a uh, bassist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play single yeah. notes and to play to sing well is a is a good challenge. So yeah, he's a talented guy. He is. He is fair play to him. Makes so he's, bad, in, he's always playing to like in a bit of downtown time in practice. He's always on his bit, like just playing something. He's, yeah. The, the two the two favourites are the Seinfeld theme tune. <laughs> nice. <laughs> chuck a chuck a crap joke in in, in an attempt to. Seinfeld impression, <laughs> <laughs> or um, the uh, Sugar Hill Gang uh, rapper's delight bass line. Nice, is amazing. Always, I used to just uh, play the theme from Brokeback Mountain when anything tenuously homoerotic was mentioned. <laughs> Fantastic! And your new single is—it's called "Not Because of You." 
uh, we recorded it in August when uh, you know when we were allowed to all meet each other, and uh, yeah, it's an indie banger. Nice one, um, we will, and we're going to play that on at the end of this podcast nice as day. a uh, world premiere. There you go. One of our heckles, one of our heckles once in uh, York, wasn't it? You've just played that one. <laughs> you don't get you play some Skinner. That, that, I get that. I used to get that every gig. Oh, play play free bird. Uh, oh, really? Brilliant. Yeah. We did it. I think we've had to play Wonderwall. Wonderwall, yeah, that's the one, isn't it? That's the one. Because we used to, like, we talk about the supersonic cover. We used to play that live yeah. as well when we, were, when we were starting. And then always after that, as soon as they knew we played supersonic, it was like, play Wonderwall. Mm, yeah. <laughs> one at 1 a.m., somebody who can hardly stand. Yeah. Play Wonderwall! <laughs> <laughs> we're not a fucking jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> one of our mates got on stage once, didn't he, to sing? Was it Crotchy? We got on stage to sing and we just, we, we were in control of the sound because we were putting it on ourselves. I think I think he, he took my mic, didn't we? And we were just like... Oh, he, t- he turned the mic down. <laughs> he, and he, it down. Jeans. he thought he was singing. Go <laughs> Absolutely. Better. So, sorry, Crotchy, if we've broken the... Uh... Oh, yeah, shit. No, that, I think that's the only time we've been heckled, isn't it? That York gig. Was so- I'll tell you what was good. We played at the wardrobe a couple of years ago. And then um, we were flogging t-shirts at the end, and uh, it was like all our mates came over and bought t-shirts. And then uh, this this other lad comes over and, and buys a t-shirt. We're like, oh, fucking brilliant, a fan. And then he takes the t-shirt, goes outside, comes back in two minutes later, and he didn't have it. He'd just given it away to a homeless bloke. He didn't want it. Like <laughs> <laughs> paid fifteen quid for it. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. There's a it's cheaper way of doing that. <laughs> Is it one of those things where he doesn't want to give the homeless homeless guy money because he'll they'll spend he it on steaming, drugs? He was steaming. He just had like, a t-shirt in his hand. I don't think he'd planned it. You know, <laughs> okay. Just like. All oh, right. Yeah. He, he was absolutely steaming. Was the lad he killed? Oh yeah. T-shirt. Was it? It was either. It was either Antarctic Monkeys or the real Stone Roses, wasn't it? We supported yeah. one of those two. Right. <laughs> it's a Matty Boosh moment. He took a shine to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, we supported the Antarctic Monkeys, which is obviously an Arctic Monkeys tribute. And uh, that was the, the, the best crowd, wasn't it? The, yeah. They, they, were, they were really good. And um and there were loads of students there before they went on, like pressed up to the barrier at the front, which like you, you don't really get unless you're an established band, I guess. Like it's not something we've yeah. had before. They're all there ready and waiting. Yeah. And when we went on, they were, it was like already heaving, wasn't it? They all stood at the front. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. For a brief time it felt like we were famous. <laughs> and then that bloke gave a t-shirt away and we came back down to reality the indie crowd is is absolutely crazy though yeah like um, like my background is all um, punk metal stuff like that my brother's got um, uh, they're called Top of the Britpops they do Britpop stuff and I've been subbing for them on guitar for a little bit and I've taken photos at the gigs and we, they played the Stone Roses Bar in York and people were mental like treating them as if they were actually Oasis. 
Yeah. Like, fucking hell, this is where the money's been all my life. And I've, I've been like playing gigs for 50 quid and I should have done this. But they played, um, <laughs> played shenanigans in Leeds and a woman got that excited that she threw two quid at the drummer. A two, <laughs> a, a two pound coin. Like, why? <laughs> so I'm filming at the time and like taking some photos and you just see a drummer go, did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Taking his tooth out. Yeah. So, oh. like, they were in interval, and I had to like play band manager because the the drummer were really pissed off, and he's a really calm kid, and like he, he were really annoyed. And I said, "Look, you're welcome to come." And the most surreal conversation I've ever had. You're welcome to come and enjoy the band, and you know everybody's had a had a drink. You know, he said that, and it's like, but please don't throw money at the band. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why I don't I shouldn't have to say this. Well, no notes are fine, but yeah, no, yeah, notes are fine. If Coins, you throw money. I mean, if you want to toss it underhand, but fucking hell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I bet I can get him. I bet I can get him between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what she did. Did she expect me to go? Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, crazy crowds, crazy, crazy, crazy crowds. Yeah, yeah, good times, good times. I always find the um, the like, cause got a, got a mate who's in a punk band or a couple of punk bands, and the punk um audiences, there's always loads of them around late. I don't know, I don't yeah, know if yeah. they all, they'll just go watch anything, and they just as soon as they know there's a punk show on, they'll just go. Quite. It's a mass- well. It used to be a massive community where you'd see the same people standing in the same places yeah. in the same venues, like just different bands. Yeah. So it's really good in that way of supporting. But the real hipster element of it, it's like, oh well, you know, this isn't very DIY because you've got a promoter, and it's like you're getting paid. That's not very DIY. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got a record- recording contract. No, that's not really DIY. I don't want to <laughs> listen to you anymore. So if if you weren't like properly DIY and living off lentils, they didn't want to know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a bit weird that. Oh, you can play your instruments. No, that's not very DIY. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're you're actually making good music. No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Call yourself punk. Fuck off. That's not very punk, is it? And like our merch stand just used to be full of like like one t-shirt, one vinyl, and then loads of stuff from Peter and like. Loads of bump about being a vegan. Wasn't me. Wasn't for me. And that, and that was, I actually ended up leaving the band because of that. Because we did this whole interview. And it's like, a, and they never interviewed you about the music. Because I wanted to just talk about guitars and amps. And like what we'd written. And like, so what do you think about animal rights? <laughs> so the singer turned around and goes, well, Alex doesn't care about animals because he's a meat eater. <laughs> like, first question, first answer. I'm like, oh god that kind of extremism is just beyond belief isn't it when from people who are who are proposing to be like sensitive and empathetic fucking hell have a bit of nuance yeah there was one one thing that i remember which is quite a half decent story so in our old band <coughs> we're playing at Verve in Leeds and you know like you, you play to empty rooms you know fairly often it's just like a rite of passage I guess yeah. and there was five of us in the band and there was three people in the audience and we're like right, treat as a practice whatever we finished a song and one guy got up to leave and we we're like oh you're off here and he was like oh, I'm just going for a piss yeah he never came back we're like, <laughs> 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 
Just tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our feelings can't be any more hurt. We're already out. We're outnumbering the audience already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't. We don't care. The audience couldn't even pull a five-a-side team together. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit hard, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's mostly marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, is. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Jack and Charlie from The Light Show, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, thanks for having us. No Cheers for having us. Nice one. And it's a very good bye from them. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Here it is then, the brand new single from The Light Show, Not Because of You. Light show. They were nice, weren't they? Yeah, nice lads. Yeah, nice lads. I'll catch a show when we're out of uh, lockdown. Good lads. Good yeah. Get on uh, Garage Band and um, and pay pay as you want. No, I don't know what it is, but give them some money. Give them your give them some money. views. They've got hardly any views on YouTube. It's crazy. They're yeah. so good. Well, that was your uh, Roaring Peacock main cast. Um, so we we listened to the Light Show's latest single. So we all enjoyed that. Very good. Well done, lads, and uh, keep that up. Um, we should also mention that we are raising money to um, add a Christmas present to the last food parcel delivery of the year from the guys at Slung Low. Um, so you can find all that information at All Elves, aren't we? So it's a very good bye from me. Uh, you can catch me at the Adelites on Twitter, and uh, it's a very good bye from Ross. Goodbye. <laughs> At Ross Bowen 94, if you didn't get it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Jump onto Twitter and follow Ross. Do it now. And uh, 
at Riot Badger Alex. Very goodbye from me. Laters. Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.